in Christ, and we are going. We're serving our community, serving each other. And so today, uh, we like to take the last Sunday of the year and kind of talk about celebration. It's Celebration Sunday, and we like to look back and celebrate. And celebration is it's such an important thing. Celebration is so important that God actually commanded his people to celebrate in the Old Testament. It was a commandment. He said, you must celebrate. You must remember and reflect and celebrate and rejoice. Uh, because celebration is a really powerful thing. It's a really powerful thing. And so it exercises our gratitude muscle, which as we know is a muscle that must be exercised, our gratitude muscle. Uh, and... Uh, and we know the power of gratitude. We know the power of gratitude on our lives. We know the power of gratitude on our church. We know the power of gratitude on our relationships. Gratitude is mondo powerful. It's so powerful. And uh, our decision to celebrate, our decision to celebrate, uh, impacts almost every area of our lives. And in fact, it even impacts the lives of people around you. Celebration is really super powerful. I hope you guys kind of catch that. And uh, this morning, specifically, I want to celebrate God's faithfulness. Um, I don't know about you guys, but 2020, I did a whole lot of clinging to God. Like, whole, a whole lot of, like, okay, God, I'm just I'm holding on to you. I'm clinging to you. And uh, lots of clinging to God. God, you are my provider, and so I am clinging on to you to, to meet my needs. God, you're my healer, so I'm clinging, I'm leaning into you to keep me healthy and strong. God, uh, this is your church, right? And uh, God, this is your church, and so, God, I, I'm leaning in onto you to, to keep us moving forward during this time. And so, uh, God, I'm just leaning into you, lots and lots and lots and lots of leaning into God. And sometimes, uh, trusting God is easier said than done. It's easy to say, I trust God. I mean, that's, you know, we can all say, it's like when we tell somebody that we trust them, and like, you know, we really don't, <laughs> right? I don't know if you guys have ever done that before, ever going to, yeah, no, I trust you. I'm going to keep my hand on my wallet. Um, I'm going to, whatever. And, uh, but, you know, sometimes saying that we trust God, it's easier, you know, it's easier said than done. And, and sometimes I, I, sometimes I don't even, sometimes I even lose a little sleep, you know, go to bed and lay there with my head on the pillow and kind of worry about tomorrow. Sometimes I do that. And sometimes just trusting God is, is difficult. What's next? What's next year going to bring? What's, what's in store for 2021? All about you guys, but like, 2020 was going to kick butt for me. Like, man, I, I, I went away in November 2019, and I spent five days on a personal retreat just writing out my goals for 2020, how it was just going to be this amazing kick butt year. 2020 was good. It was just going to be so awesome. Uh, and it, it had its moments. It had its moments, right? But it wasn't what I had expected. And... Uh, but there's, you know, sometimes I kind of just worry about what's going to happen next year, right? What's, what's next? And then I remember just how faithful God has been to me up until now. God has been really faithful to me, and God has been really faithful to you. You know, God has shown himself so good to us. And I think sometimes 
in our, our, our media-saturated bad news world, like, you know, the constant bad news. I don't know if you all notice, those of you who are friends with me on Facebook and, and social media, I haven't been on much at all because I'm just sick of the constant bad news. You know, this, this, this is bad news and that bad news and this worst-case scenario and that worst-case scenario and this bad news. You know, you turn on the news and it's just more bad news and it's just all bad news. And when you're just inundated with bad news, it's hard to think of things to celebrate. But I, I find that, that kind of shutting off the bad news has a real detoxifying effect for me. And suddenly, when I pull out my gratitude journal, it's not that hard. And I can think of something to be grateful for. And I can think of things to celebrate. And uh, so uh, it's, I, I, I swell up with gratitude and I praise God. And I know that he has given me many reasons to celebrate. And I don't know, maybe this year has been a struggle for you. That's, that's understandable. I think it's been kind of a struggle for everyone. So I know some of, some of you guys, your businesses have suffered. And it's been hard, to, you know, it's hard to run a business when the cops are coming in going, you shouldn't be open right now, right? You know? And so, like, some of you guys, your businesses have suffered. Some people, relationships have strained. Uh, maybe the, the, the constant, uh, you know, barrage of current, just this endless cycle of current events and bad news, you know, might, uh, you might find yourself kind of depressed in the midst of that, maybe anxious in the midst of that. Maybe kind of have a lack of vision. It's hard, it's hard to have, like, vision for tomorrow because tomorrow's going to be awesome. It's hard to, like, you know, have that when you're constantly barraged by bad news. It'll squelch your vision. Maybe you have been there, uh, you know, in that. Or it even made it, you know, difficult to, you know, make good decisions. But I believe that no matter what kind of year that you've had, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what your year was like this year, that you have a reason to celebrate. That all of us have a reason to celebrate. And no matter what our experience has been, we know that God is faithful. God is faithful, and we can celebrate that. I love the way that Brennan Manning used to put it. He used to say that, uh, see if I can get the quote right, but he said, you know, God is faithful and loving to you despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. <laughs> right? That we can celebrate and we can praise God despite whatever ever evidence that we have to the contrary that he is good. But God is so, so good. And we have reason to celebrate. He is faithful. And so just uh, quickly this morning, I want to talk about how we can celebrate his faithfulness in, at the end of 2020, right? And, and we're going to talk about that. But really quick, let's pray. God, we love you so much, and we praise you, and we thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your word. And, Lord, we pray that your word would come alive in us today. God, that you would be glorified, that you would bring transformation in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. All right. So we're going to start off by reading Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 21 through 23. And it says this. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God. I just love that little phrase. You know, Paul kind of just says, right into the presence of God. Let's just go right into the presence of God. He says, with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. 
fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Wow. Let me just read that last part again. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. Remember last week we talked about the promise, you know, trusting God, that God invites us to trust him, that he invites us to trust him. And so if you remember one thing this morning, remember this. The King of Kings is for you, and he's always faithful. The King of Kings, he's for you, right? We know that God is for you. He is on your side. He is for you, and he's always faithful. He's always faithful. See, the thing is, is like, like unlike us, we have momentary lapses of faithfulness, don't we? You know, we have momentary lapses of faithfulness to God. We have momentary lapses of faithfulness in our friendships. And, and he's faithful even in his thoughts about you all the time, all the time. Now, I don't know about you guys, but every once in a while, sometimes my thoughts don't line up with my words. I might say something like, yeah, you look great. But my thoughts might not line up with that. Um, you know, sometimes my thoughts don't line up with my words. Uh, but you know what? God's thoughts, even, even down to his thoughts, he is faithful to you. I love that. He's for you. He's always faithful. And he's faithful to you, even in his thoughts. He's faithful all the time. There is never a moment when you can't trust God to love you and to be a good father. There's never a moment that you can't trust him to love you. And to be a good father. Second Timothy, Timothy chapter 2 says that God can't be unfaithful. He can't. He can't be unfaithful to you because it would be denying who he is. It would be denying who, it would be completely against his nature to be unfaithful to you. And so he is faithful to you. So what are some of the ways that we can celebrate God's faithfulness? And that's kind of what we're doing today, celebrating his faithfulness. And I thought I would do something kind of different. I thought about all the ways that the Bible declares God's faithfulness. You know, he's faithful to heal. He's faithful to save. All those things. Like, what? Gosh. You know, Scripture is just full of how God is faithful to you. But, uh, you know, we only have a little bit of time. We don't have, we don't have all day with this. So, what would I do? And so, I thought I would do something different. And I, uh, I went to Google, which, you know, is a search engine. And I'll, I'll stop there. But uh, Google, and I thought, I, here's what I'm going to do. Because if you go to Google and you type in something, you ever notice how Google will complete your search? Like it'll, it'll, it'll add words to it to complete it. And it's because those are like the top searches relevant to it. So, so I thought, I'm going to type in God is faithful to, and I'll just see how Google completes the sentence. Because that will show me what people are searching for. And that will show me, you know, see how, you know, uh, you know what people are searching. And maybe gauge, you know, how people felt maybe kind of insecure in, your, in their faith. Maybe that's why they were typing that or whatever. But I thought I would do and just pick the top four results of God is faithful to, uh, according to Google. 
And uh, the top ones were, the first one was this. God is faithful to his promises. God is faithful to his promises. I think we, we have to understand that because, uh, you know, if God says it, it's as good as done. And, and that can be a really tough one uh, in, our, in our culture. Uh, you, know, it, it, you know, where promises are made and broken so easily, so easily. It's almost like promise today doesn't mean what it meant you know, 50 years ago. And so, you know, we used to say, like, my word is my bond, you know, and that meant something. That, that promise meant something. And uh, but we've kind of become a culture where our word is our maybe. And, and, it's, and it's kind of almost become, like, broadly accepted. You know, oh, yeah, I'll be there. And, you know, in the back of your mind, you're going, no, you won't, <laughs> you know. We know, we know that you won't because you've said that you've been there many times before and then you don't show up. And so it's almost like we live in this culture where our word is our maybe and that's just become acceptable. And it's hard to believe a promise anymore when somebody says that they promise. And, and we get that, you know, every year we'll get that with camp, you know, where we'll get a couple of volunteers go in there and, and, and like wholeheartedly and I'm, I'm, I'm there. I've got your back. I'm committed to this. And then, like, you know, two days before camp, we'll get a phone call. Ah, I'm not going to be able to be there, you know. And so, I mean, it's, that's, that's kind of where we're at now, where people will make grand declarations of commitment and then not fulfill them and, and sort of walk away. And it's no wonder we have a difficult time trusting. And, but God is faithful to his promises, Numbers 23 tells us that God does not lie and he doesn't change his mind. He has never failed to follow through on a promise. God has never failed to follow through on a promise. And we can celebrate that. And so if you're holding on to a promise from God, uh, feel free to thank him for the promise that he is going to fulfill. It's okay to thank God for the things he hasn't done yet. It's okay. Thank him because it's as good as done. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. He's faithful to his promises. The next thing that we can celebrate, we can celebrate because God is faithful to provide. God is faithful to provide. And uh, Philippians 4.19 tells us that God will supply all of our needs out of his riches. He doesn't run out. God doesn't run out. He doesn't run out, and he isn't aloof to our needs. He, he isn't like, you know, oh, I didn't realize you needed that. You know, he's not aloof to your needs, and he doesn't run out. I'm going to look at, you know, even just our church, you know, going through 2020, and we're still here. You know, not, not only are we still here, but we also purchased this building, you know, well, the bank still owns, uh, <laughs> but we were able to transition from rent to building payments <laughs> in 2020, which was a cool thing. And so and that was in the middle of all of this. And uh, God is faithful to provide. He, will, he is faithful to provide for our needs. He doesn't run out. Uh, he cares for us like a good father. And, and this is one of those areas I think that uh, Americans struggle with this. We have so many safety nets in America. And so, you know, if God doesn't provide, well, you know, the government will. And if the government doesn't provide, then MasterCard will. And, you know, we, we kind of struggle with this because also we, uh, we have a, a level of comfort that we live at here that 
you know, when we lose cable, it's like an emergency, you know. Where were you, God? I don't have my ESPN, you know. And so, like, it, you know, we are, our level is a little bit different here. And so some people, I think, struggle with understanding that God is meeting their needs. You know, we think that, you know, that in order to celebrate, we have to have some extravagant, shiny object to celebrate, you know. Um, and it's... When someone, one of your friends buys a new house, they post a picture on Facebook, right? Oh, look how God provided. Look at this house, right? Or they get a new car. Look at my new car. I would just love it if people started, like, posting, going, check out my new socks. God is faithful. Isn't God good? Check them out. No holes, you know. That would be awesome. And so, like, uh, we, we have to understand that that just because we, we're not faced with a shiny object and, and other people are getting their shiny object and you're not getting your shiny object, so God must not love you as much. That's not really how it works. You know, the vast majority of Americans belong to the richest 10% of people on the planet. And, uh, and our poor people are rich compared to much of the rest of the world, the way the rest of the world lives their lives. In fact, we were talking about this last night with my parents. Uh, you know, are the people that we know in Africa and Haiti, you know, the big difference there is they're super grateful for what they have, whereas in America, we're super bummed out for what we don't have. And so our perspective of God's provision is skewed here, is majorly skewed. And so we can, but we can celebrate because he is faithful to provide. He's faithful to provide. And, and, and we have reason to celebrate. And he provides for us, and he provides for us in really in abundance, in major abundance. And so God is faithful to provide. And then the next thing is, is that God's faithful to forgive. God is faithful to forgive. 1 John 1, 9 tells us that if we confess our sins, God is faithful to forgive them. The thing that I love about this phrase is that it paints this picture of God being committed to forgiving us. Think about that for just a second. For us, when we extend forgiveness, a lot of time it's out of our reluctance. It's sort of out of our, I'm going to forgive because it's the right thing to do. And scripture tells me that... that uh, you know, the measure that I judge others is the measure that I'll be judged, and, and I need to forgive so that I can be forgiven, all those things, right? And so, so a lot of times we forgive because it's the right thing to do or, be, or out of a, a kind of a reluctance. But we have this picture of, of God in Scripture where he's literally just committed to forgiving us. He, he, he wants to forgive us. And, and that picture is portrayed all through the Gospels and the mission of Jesus leading up to the cross, committed to forgiving us, even crying out to God, saying, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This, this incredible, uh, gosh, just tenacious desire to forgive our sins. He is committed to forgive us. It doesn't matter how many sins have piled up. It doesn't matter how ugly they are. It doesn't matter how big they are. He wants to forgive your sins, and you can, can trust the completed work of Christ on the cross to make you clean. You can trust the completed work of Christ. Not you can trust how much you are able to beat yourself up and flagellate yourself and, you know, pour ashes and sackcloth 
and mourn, and that's going to make you clean. No, that's not how it works. It's a completed work. It's already done, right? We all know religion says do, but Christianity says done. Jesus says it's done. He's committed to forgive. He's committed to forgive. I'm so grateful for that. You know, I can celebrate that every day. I can celebrate that, that God is committed to forgiving me. Ah, stop right there, but I've got one more. Lastly, God is faithful to complete the work that he started in you. He is faithful to complete the work he started in you. He's, God, just like God is determined to forgive you and committed to forgiving you, he is also determined to keep working in you and to keep working on you, right? To, 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 just to keep on, to keep on and keep on and keep on. He's determined to keep working in you. And when you first found, found Jesus, right, he made you a new creation inside. He made, he made you brand new. He made you a brand new person inside. And now he's taking what he did inside of you and he's bringing it to the outside. And sometimes that, that's a process called sanctification. And sometimes it's painful. And sometimes it's difficult. And sometimes it requires having a, a spotlight shown on our weaknesses and our blind spots so that we can change. And, uh, and, but he's committed to keep working in you. And he wants to take what he did on the inside and bring it outside. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard. But I'll give you a little hint, a little, bon little bonus right here, a little parenthetical. If you cooperate, it's easier. <laughs> just, just so that you know, I mean, in case you're wondering. Uh, if you cooperate humbly, it's, it's, it's going to save you a lot of time and a lot of pain. And, uh, and that's free. And so, I know sometimes we wonder, am I ever going to change, right? I, I, you know, I've thought that before. Am I ever going to change? Will I always carry these burdens? Will I always struggle in the same areas? Will I always feel like I can't get things right? Well, you know, the, all these things. But God is working in me. The answer is no. You will not always. You will not always because he's faithful to keep working in you all the way up until you're standing face to face with Jesus in eternity. And then you can exhale. Right? I can't wait. I can't wait for that moment. And, and uh, I, I don't know what I'll do. I'm, I'll, if I'll just drop to my knees and weep or if I'll just sing a song of praise or maybe I'll dance, I don't know. But he's going to keep on working with me until I see him. And the King of Kings is for you. The King of Kings is for you. And he is always faithful. And so I want to close this morning. What I want to do is uh, the, the worship team is going to come back. And, uh, but I just want to say a prayer of blessing for you. But as we worship this morning, I, you know, I want, feel free to like just think about how God has been faithful to you and celebrate and worship him for his goodness and for his mercy and for his grace. All right, sound good? Let's y'all stand with me for just a second. And uh, worship team, come on back. God, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you that all of your promises are yes and amen, God. You are so faithful to keep your promises to us. God, we thank you that you are faithful to provide for us, God, that you are for us and you meet our needs. And God, we thank you that you are faithful to forgive. Lord, 
Lord, no matter how we feel about our sins or how we uh, see ourselves, God, you are faithful to forgive. You are faithful to forgive. And God, thank you that you are faithful to complete the work that you started in us. And Lord, uh, you know, there's nothing, God, there's nothing magical or special really about the turning of a year, but God, mentally, we kind of like to think of it as a new start. And Lord, I pray that as we transition into the new year, we would look back at 2020 and we would think and remember the ways that you were faithful to us and remember the ways that you showed your goodness to us. And Lord, uh, that we would even look into the next year, 2021, with a sense of gratitude, Lord, for what you're going to do. God, with a sense of gratitude for how you're going to move in us and move through us. God, with a sense of gratitude for how we're going to encounter you. God, with a sense of gratitude for how, God, uh, we're going to partner with you to, to make manifest the things that are on your heart. God, I pray that we would be a people that are peculiarly celebratory. <laughs> Lord, that we would be people that... Others would look at and go, wow, that's really strange. I don't know how those people can be so happy. I don't know how those people can be celebrating like that. But God, we know. We know. God, we know. Because you are good all the time. In Jesus' name, amen.